listening to The Last Word with Noah and Logan. I'm Noah. And I'm Logan. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter with the username The Last Word NL1. That's the number one. Or shoot us an email at The Last Word with Noah and Logan at gmail.com. Welcome, everybody. This is episode number 12, Noah. We hit the big number one, too, uh, which is big to us. Um, but yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you all have listened this far. We're almost a teenager in episodes. Yeah, almost. Not quite, but almost. <laughs> I never thought about that. We're still a preteen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, poor things. Anyway, um, so first off today, I want to talk about birthdays. But Noah, I think you wanted to talk about something else before I started that. You got me all out of whack. Yeah. Before we start with the birthday, I, I know you're really anxious to get to that birthday. I am. Um, I enjoy it. Especially you, Dave. Anyway. Yes. We just want to say, you know, in this in these crazy times of, of being home and being bored and there being nothing to do, you need to share our podcast because we want to be something that can brighten your day and get your mind off things and just be, you know, 20, 30 minutes of, of just listening to something and being entertained. Um, we're kid-friendly. Share it with all your friends. Share it with your kids. Uh, play us at work. Play us wherever you want. But I think this would be something great for you all to listen to uh, just to get your mind off things and just... Have a break during the day, whether you're cleaning, working out, uh, driving, anything, you know. Yeah, we, we want you, we challenge you, because we do post our um, link to our podcast every time we upload on Facebook. So if you're not um, if you're not a member of our Facebook page, go on there and like that page. And then also, when we put it out there, I challenge you to go and share that page. Yeah, we, we know that uh, you all have Facebook, mm-hmm. because who doesn't? So we want you to go ahead and the share boomers. that. At least check out our Facebook and like our page, but we would love it if you would share it. Let's uh, let's get as many shares as we can. Yeah. And, Noah, since you said that, I just want to give a shout-out, okay? This one particular person has been asking me for a very, very long time. And I yep. will say they are probably our most loyal fan. I think on one of our platforms, they are the top listener. So this person is Owen Amos. Owen, uh, I know you will be listening, and you did beat your dad on how many times you can listen to our podcast. So far. So far. And I appreciate that. Uh, And I just want to give you a shout out and say, hey, now you're on the show. You are are now a part of the recording. And, you know, congratulations, Owen. Um, Maybe you can be on a podcast one day. Maybe... You and your dad both. That That's an idea. Uh, we can't have more than 10 people in a room, though. No, um, no, we can't right now. And one more thing. If you're listening from Mountain View, California, I will once again beg you to please message our Facebook page. I want to know how you found us. Because you are our number three top city uh, for listeners. Yeah, and we want to know how you found us. We will give you a shout-out. Uh, we'll and, do- that, and that beats out of a lot of our locals that are listening to us, which is, is quite quite crazy to think about so please give us uh you know shoot us a message on facebook let us know how you found us and you know we want to know who you are yeah uh but after that i'll let you get into your first and favorite segment of the day oh yes my favorite segment and hopefully this will brighten your day because it brightened mind after realizing that uh, that that today it is mr rogers birthday no i know you know and if I you do. don't i'm gonna you know socially uh, segregate myself away from you. I absolutely know who he is. He's okay. a staple of my childhood, even though he passed away early on in my childhood. But 
I remember watching reruns and watching his show, and it's it's uh it was I, it was an enjoyable show as a, I know as a kid. I would venture to say it's life changing. It is. You learn a lot of manners, and you know you it's an enjoyable show. <clears throat> it definitely is. His puppeteering was really good. I feel like his show drew people together. Right. Um, he really, you know. There, I don't know if there was anybody who didn't like Mr. Rogers. Yeah, I don't think so either. So he was born on March the 20th. So t- the day that you're listening, or hopefully the day that we put this out, uh, it is Mr. Rogers' birthday. And he did pass away on February 27th of 2003. So that was early on in our childhood. But I do remember vividly a lot of the reruns of that show. I have a very vivid memory of even where I, like where I was when I found out he passed away. Really? Yeah. I was at my, my mama's house, uh-huh. and she kept me a lot during the day before I went to school, mm-hmm. before I was old enough to go to school, and we would watch TV and play and stuff like that, and I remember we would watch Mr. Rogers, and I remember I was sitting at her dining room table watching TV, mm-hmm. and uh, we were watching the news, I believe, eating breakfast, and they talked about Mr. Rogers dying, and she, I believe she, she told me. Wow. Yeah. I, Mr. I, Rogers had very many uh, talents. <laughs> on his show, he was a musician. Oh, I can't even talk. A musician, also a puppeteer. Uh, he did a lot of the writing and a lot of the producing. And he was also, Noah, I didn't know this, but he was also a Presbyterian minister. You know, I didn't know that either, but I'm, I'm honestly not shocked. He seems like he has a great personality for that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm not really shocked about that. He, he taught kids a lot of things. He helped kids handle their feelings and emotions uh, through television and, uh, you know, I, when I think of him, I picture his his nice little cardigans and him taking his shoes off in his house and putting his house shoes on. So. Yeah. Uh, but over his time, he received 40 honorary degrees and several awards. Wow. Including the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2002, a year before he died. I'm still working on one degree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and a Lifetime Achievement Emmy in 1997. Um, but he did pass away, like I said, on February 27th of 2003, and he had stomach cancer. Mm. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, they didn't. My mamma didn't tell me that. No, I, I didn't get told <laughs> that either. Um, but, you know, I, I wanted to bring that up because that was an enjoyable time, and we all need some enjoyable times during this crisis that we're going through um, around the world. Um, but today but is Mr. Rogers' birthday. I will say, speaking of Mr. Rogers, mm-hmm. there was recently a movie released. Uh, about him and his show mm-hmm. starring Tom Hanks. And Tom Hanks will lead me into our next segment about the coronavirus. Oh, okay. Because Tom Hanks was one of the first celebrities and people that I actually knew of. I don't actually know him, but I know of him, uh, that I found out had the yeah, coronavirus. I say, do you know uh, him? I, was, I felt personally affected when I found out that uh, the man who played Forrest Gump and Fred Rogers and... And many other great characters, Woody and Toy Story. Right. When I found out he had the coronavirus, uh, but he stayed positive. Him and his wife, uh, Rita Wilson, both. Um, yeah, and they were in Australia. Yeah, I believe they still are, but they are out of quarantine. Yeah, I did see that as well, and that they had recovered and that they were doing well. Um, I but... think it's important uh, to note how positive they were and how open they were about everything to try to keep the public calm, even if it didn't work. Right. Because I feel like the the coronavirus has now become a a global pandemic. Yeah. And And right now, like, you know, we talked about in the last podcast, and we said we'd keep you updated. And, you know, if you are not updated, it's your own fault because this is something that's literally playing and, you know, all over social media. Uh, But right now... uh, 
as of this morning, and you know this is rapidly changing. The hour US by has, hour. It yeah. changes hour by hour, right. so, so don't quote us. Right. So right now, from this article, uh, 195 people had died in the U.S., and more than 13,000 cases across all 50 states. Um, so I'll, and, I'll say that that number will increase. Yes. And, and the main reason it will increase is because the U.S. is going to be testing more people mm-hmm. in different localities. And obviously, as in any disease or any, any uh, epidemic, pandemic, anything, the more people you test the more are going to be positive right. just because you're testing them. Yeah, and, and here's the thing, Noah. I, I know we've talked about, um, me and you personally have talked about, that you know there wasn't a lot of tests readily available, and I know that things have been kind of pushed to try to get those out there. And that's one of those things that play a factor in such a rapid rise in numbers. Um, you know, a lot of people don't think about it, but here's the thing. You know, this virus came over here, and who knows when it actually started. You know, those there's some people that may have had it already, and, you know, it wasn't such a big, big deal here and wasn't, you know, tested. But now that these people, you know, there there are some confirmed cases, and those people have been around, you know, it's taking such a long time to get results back because, you know, there's not enough resources available yet. Yeah, uh, one thing uh, I agree with that you said is that, you know, we don't know how long it's been here. And I think it has been in the U.S. and specifically our area since late fall, early winter. Maybe. Um, because I remember hearing people and, uh, you know, people I even know talk about, you know, I have a, a severe upper respiratory infection with, with pulmonary issues. Yeah. And I went to the doctor and the, the, I tested negative for the flu. So they're, they're just treating me for, a, you know, a severe upper respiratory infection, severe pulmonary issues. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and there wasn't a test for, for the COVID-19, for the coronavirus. There, right. there wasn't a name even. I mean, obviously there was, but it wasn't, it wasn't anywhere near the, the size and issue it is now. Um, so I believe that it's been here, that people have had it, that people have recovered from it. And when the media wasn't blowing it up, it wasn't that big of an issue. Now, don't get me wrong. It is an issue. I mean, I mean, it is classified as a pandemic now, and, you know, it has really uh, negatively affected a lot of the elderly folk and people with that, you know, who have um, other, you know, illnesses. Um, yeah, different immune disorders and right. cancer patients. And... But also a lot of other things, you know, play a factor in that, too. A lot of other flu, yeah. you know, all and, that and, is the same thing. You know, with, with the media blowing it up, which obviously they're going to do because... The media's job is to cover current events and things that are happening. So I'm not faulting them, mm-hmm. but I'm saying that with everyone seeing all kinds of different things from different sources about the coronavirus, it's scary. Yeah, it really and, is. And it, it makes puts people in a panic. And and I know, Noah, that me and you have talked, and, and I will probably relate to a lot of people um, by saying this. And when me and you had talked on the phone, um, right when this had all really started to get, you know, going, is we we asked each other, what what, what do we do? I mean, you know, what do, what can you do? And that that is the big question that everybody is asking. And you know, it's one of those things that I that I believe personally that you know we we can get through this. We're we're a strong nation. We have plenty of resources. We have you know uh, the best scientists, and we have the best healthcare and things like that around as far as resources. That you know, I, I think we'll we'll get through it and we'll make it past it. But my question is, Noah, is if this is the case now, because you know I know that progressively flu has got worse over the years. As far as I know, some years 
like um, I think they even talked about last year, the vaccine wasn't working as good as going along with, you know, the flu strain that was going around. My question is, um, you know, is, is it going to get worse? Um, is there going to be some kind of uh, virus or disease that we're going to have to worry about? I mean, because this scale of thing to where it has shut down many countries as well as, you know, it is putting a real slowdown damper on our own country. You know, what is it going to be like? I mean, that's something only time can tell. Uh, nobody, nobody has a crystal ball or a globe or something like that they can look in. Uh, I mean, I have a magic eight ball, but I don't trust it that much. No, I don't either. I mean, I use it to make most decisions, but not all. Okay, um, good. But, you know, it's something we got to wait and see. I, I trust that scientists, medical professionals, and our government and, and president are working hard and diligently to, to find uh, resources to help with this. Um, they're, they're studying vaccines, and maybe stuff that can prevent or um, heal this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will say, you know, as concerned as everyone is, uh, there are three media sources that you can mainly trust. Um, obviously, most news sources kind of blow things out of proportion to where yeah. it makes you worry more. Right. Uh, because they like getting the views. And that's fine because that's their job. That really, it's that's the same thing, like I said, when we were even talking about the debates and other things. Uh, you know, it's the same saying for news. If it bleeds, it leads the bloodier, the better. Yeah. So some three sources that you can look at to get your information about the coronavirus, about updates in the country, in the nation, and in your local area are, first, the World Health Organization, the WHO, WHO. Second is the CDC, the Center for Disease Control. Uh, that's the main one that people know about and stay updated on their website as well. Mm-hmm. And, and the in- National Institutes of Health is the last one. So with these three things, uh, you can stay updated. You can see the new guidelines, things you have to follow. Because as of now, I believe, you know, you're not supposed to have more than 10 people in an area. Um, And, you know, this has put a big damper on a lot of things. And Noah, I know that, you know, me and you have talked about some things. And it's kind of freaky, um, you know, because a lot of the restaurants around the area are closing down for the time being. Um, I know that you had worked on campus at the college. I mean, not only is my job gone now, but my school is, most schools have moved to online uh, learning for the rest of the semester, mm-hmm. if not um, just canceled their whole semester. Right. They're canceling uh, graduations and, and ceremonies. And, yeah, a lot of those have been postponed till a later date. Uh, NCAA spring sports, uh, the NBA has been postponed, the MLB has been postponed. NASCAR, soccer, NASCAR, yeah. all kinds of stuff has been postponed. And you know, it's crazy thinking of a world without this entertainment. I mean, even Jimmy Fallon has canceled his show and is and is recording a show from home. And I, and I will say, Noah, I did uh, watch the video, the short clip of him uh, on St. Patrick's Day uh, when he did his little short segment there. It was great. It, it was a good segment. I like seeing Jimmy Fallon as a person. Yeah. It, it's interesting. Uh, but, you know, I agree with all these shutdowns. I think because in the – especially we'll use the NBA as an example – uh, Rudy Gobert of the Utah Jazz was first infected, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and he had played several games. I'm I'm sure uh, before he even knew he was infected, and now you know there are multiple Utah Jazz players that have been infected. There are some players on the Brooklyn Nets like Kevin Durant that has been inf- infected, and they announced today that two uh, Los Angeles Lakers have been infected. Not not sure who. We hope it's not LeBron and Anthony Davis, uh, especially <laughs> Anthony Davis. Go Big Blue. Okay. Um, and now, you know, Sean Payton, the Saints head coach uh, in football, has been has been infected. So it spreads rapidly and it spreads easily. 
So I believe that by shutting this down, I mean, those players are in close contact, plus they're traveling the nation so much that shutting that down is just not only a good thing uh, for their safety, but a good thing for our, our national uh, health as in setting an example yeah. of, hey, if, and, if and this think, big of an organization can shut down, right. so can your job for a week or two. Yeah, and, and I think personally that uh, we have done a, a good job as a, as a whole country uh, at being proactive, and I will say that I think the best thing that has happened, you know, it is, it is tough. Uh, trying to transition into this online stuff and trying to be more technologically enhanced with it as far as kids' sake. Um, But I think the best thing is closing down the schools and the universities because you know, as always, and many parents can relate to this, that kids go to school and they get sick all the time. They always bring something home. And, you know, that's just a matter because, you know, kids have a tendency to not think about things they do, whether they drink after a person or whether they, you know, they touch somebody else's pencil. I mean, it's anything, you know, regular. And um, I think that I think that's the best thing that we've done. Yeah, I think we've been very proactive. I believe, uh, I mean, we probably could have started sooner. You can always do a better job of things. And, and you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, but I believe that by doing what we've done, uh, we can definitely help flatten the curve. That's one thing we're hoping to do. If we can keep, you know, the least amount of people infected, then, you know, we're ahead of the game. Yeah, we, um, we can help out our, our hospitals and other things like that because I know that's one thing that Paris and uh, Italy and stuff like that um, have all had a really, really tough time doing. And, and that kind of causes a lot of trouble with the elderly as far as the death rates and things like that because there's not enough ventilators, there's not enough people and there's not enough resources at that time because it blew up so quickly. Yeah, nobody was prepared for it. Yeah. Uh, but, but some things you can do to help, uh, wash your hands whenever you want, mm-hmm. but preferably more, more often rather than less often. Yeah. 20 seconds long. We talked about it last episode. The length of three Jolines, at least, or don't do Logan's way. No, uh, I think no. it may have been proven that that doesn't work at this yeah. point. Oh, it has, it has. <laughs> um, but wash your hands for at least twenty seconds. You know, use a good soap. Uh, only buy what you need at the store. Obviously, you want to say stocked up on food, but save some stuff for other people who can't get there. You don't need all the toilet paper. In no, the world. I, I really don't understand the whole uh, get up and go about the toilet paper thing. Um, that is probably, I will say, the number one thing that I would be least concerned least about. Least concerned about if I needed something to prepare to stay indoors um, for two weeks. Yeah. Uh, so, so get what you need. Don't get what like you want. Yeah. Get stuff that you can use. Don't hoard stuff. Don't stockpile stuff because you know we're gonna be okay. Shop as you need it. Save some stuff for the rest of us. Um, and just stay inside. You know, if you don't have to go out, if you don't have to go to the store, uh, don't go. Yeah. You know, don't go to your friend's house all the time, you know, uh, and especially if you're feeling sick or ill or in any way running a fever, any respiratory uh, distress symptoms, you know, stay home. Yeah, just be on the safe side. You never know. Um, but I think the number one thing to take out of this, Noah, is is just to be positive. Yeah, and and. One thing you don't need to forget is to check on the elderly. Yeah. If you have grandparents or, or older neighbors mm-hmm. or aunts and uncles, you know, check on them, see if they need anything, because yeah. it's harder for them to get out, and it, it's, it's more stress on them as, as they are more likely 
to be affected. So, you know, if you can help out by getting them some stuff, checking on them, you know, do that. Yeah. I think that's a, a good thing. Yeah, and their immune system is weaker. So, uh, you know, for us young folk, uh, it would be good. Give them a call. You just got to take one for the team sometimes. Yeah, and that would be something I would do. Yeah. So, Noah, I want to transition in from our coronavirus and talk about some life-saving gadgets. Okay, and it's not toilet paper. I will say that is not on the list, and I hate to tell you. I, I honestly don't think but I, but toilet there paper is, would save your life. But there is one thing I, I would love to be the CEO of, like, Quilted Northern. Or like Charmin. Yeah, or Charmin. Either, either one. I would love to be that because, you know, their, their stock prices are going up, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that may be the only thing at the moment because, you know, we're having some trouble, okay? But we're going to get through this. We're, we're going to make it. But anyway, Noah, the first gadget I want to uh, tell you all, if, if you are somehow stranded out on the water, okay, um, and, you know, the being isolated for something uh, from somebody during this coronavirus, it's great to be out on a boat because there's nobody else around, okay? You, you just take yourself out there, fish, whatever you want to do. But this will save your life if you just so happen to fall overboard, okay? And, you know, it is that time of the year where it's, it's the water temperatures have not uh, rose to a good level to where you can swim, you know, unless you're in like the boat. Yeah. Comfortably. Right. You can swim in it, just not... Not to a point that you don't get hypothermia. But anyway, <laughs> you can use your pants as a life preserver. Noah, I have seen this done in movies. And, you know, I don't know that I want to try this out and ever get to a point. But if I do, I know it's there. What kind of pants? You you need you don't need shorts, okay? You, you need real long pants. Okay? Like your play pants? Yeah, like your play pants, Noah. Have those on because I want you to tie a knot. If you ever get stranded, here's what you do. You When you go overboard, you take your pants off. <laughs> first, first thing you do if you fall overboard on a boat is take your pants off. And I hate to say that, but this is what they're telling me. One way or another, your pants have to come off. Okay. (laughs) But anyway. Okay, this is life or death situation, though, okay? My first thought is not take my pants off. No, no, it's it's frantically panicking. Anyway. Now now it will be. Yeah, okay, good. And I hope that it it is for you, too. Um, But tie a knot in the end of both of the legs, okay? I need you to do that, all right? And then... (laughs) Wave it in the air to where you can get, and it's kind of like those, you know, have you ever seen those ones? It's like a pouch couch. Yeah, yeah. You let the wind blow up the couch. Yeah, and yeah. then you quickly close it. Yeah. Okay. Those are really hard to use, though. I hope you have a belt on because it does help if you have that one as well. But anyway, if you don't, roll it up really quickly, and for a short amount of time, because, you know, the pants are still going to let the air out, but at least for that short of amount of time, you will have something to keep you afloat. So that is number one on the list. I just have, like, is the water not going to soak through the pants? Like, are we talking about, like, blue jeans? (laughs) I don't believe that. I really don't. Okay. And I I think what's going to happen is I'm going to need to do this one day, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to be in a body of water. Okay. And I'm going to be found dead So with uh, with my pants off, just holding them. Okay. And nobody's going to... So for everybody, we, we will be testing this out now, Okay. We will, once it gets summertime and things get warmer, we will do a video on this and post it to our Hopefully in the pool in case I sink. Yeah, we'll do it in the pool to make sure you're okay. Uh, But the second thing I want you to have, and everybody pretty much has this, 
is a cell phone, okay? This will allow you to start a fire. Not only can you use the glass to reflect the light, okay? Like, have you ever seen the glasses that you can do that? Very smart, yeah. Yeah. To flag down planes. Right. And... Yeah, yeah, same thing. But, you know, it, most people have that. If they get stranded somewhere, use that. They can, you know, what you need to do is, you know, have a small amount of pile that you can actually get this to work. Can you okay? leave your pants on for this? You can leave your pants on for this, okay? Um, but not only can you use it with light reflecting, but also this has changed a little bit because cell phone batteries, you know, used to you could just take them out, like the old Blackberries and even flip phones and things like that. But with these modern phones like iPhones, you, you can get the battery out. It just might take a, take a little more work. Yeah, it, it may, but you are going to destroy your phone. But this is a life or death situation, just like falling overboard, okay? First thing, take your pants off, all right? Just remember that. Anyway, use your phone, and this, and in some cases, this may be explosive if you're not careful. <laughs> so, um, I mean, it's still life or death, so it's worth the risk. Yeah, but have some small... Um, small twigs or anything like that, some kind of starting um, dry, preferably, because you're not going to be able to do it if not. But you can actually punch through the battery with a rock or something, and that battery acid um, can be used as a fire starter as well. Don't be alarmed if you hear hissing or see smoke or sparks, mm -hmm. uh, because, yeah, that that, will, that means fire. That means fire. <laughs> the hissing noise might be a little... A little, little, scary, bit, but... little bit freaky. Okay, no, this is going to be a little off topic, but I want to pull this in here too. Um, because if you are on an elevator and, you know, you always have that thought in the back of your mind about falling, okay? Like the elevator just let loose and you just go boom, boom. Let me guess. Okay. You know, you, you feel yourself start falling, you take your pants off. No, no, you don't do that, okay? <laughs> no, no. Not so it's all. only one situation where the pants come off. Yes, that that's the only situation ever that your pants need to come off, okay? Okay. <laughs> but anyway, in this situation, it says that you need to lie flat. Okay, if the elevator breaks, lie flat. Now, my question is, if that thing falls quickly, which it will because it weighs a lot, okay, how do you have enough time to react? But anyway... I mean, you drop it like question. it's hot, I guess. Uh, I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it says that this will give you better odds than if you were standing up because the force on the impact will break your legs as well as could you know break your spine all the way up because of the force on the impact. So it says laying flat helps, but I'm not so sure that anything can help. At that point, I think you're just like... You're bobbing, you're bobbing for apples at that point. One more piece of elevator advice. I think everyone should uh, should pee before they get on an elevator. Really? Because one time Logan and I oh, yes, and uh, two I... others were stuck in an elevator yep. for a while, mm -hmm. and I had to pee. And I didn't pee before I got on the elevator. I can agree with that. And it, it was is a, a it was a bad process. time. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was. We, I mean, we got Maybe out. that's a story for another day. We got, we did get out of the elevator. Good details. Just letting you know, we're out of the elevator now. Yeah, we, we lived. But anyway, we did not have to lie flat, and I would not have thought about that. But now, if you just so happen, and hopefully, hopefully, uh, you are not the person that has to try this. Um, but it says your odds are better if you do lie flat. Uh, I guess it, you're going down like a pancake. We're not going to test that one. Nah, well, <laughs> we're not. I, mean, I'm, I don't plan on it. it. Well, I mean, if you have to, I don't have access to an elevator to test it. So. Okay. So is that all you have for your survival? That's all I have. For tools and tips. And see, like I said, there was nothing 
at all about the um, about toilet paper. Well, I do have some stuff to say about toilet paper. Okay, and right. I know that a lot of people are worried about it because, like, obviously, I don't know who started buying it all, but mm-hmm. but it was kind of like funny at first, like everybody's gonna get their toilet paper, but now. You know, trucks are having a hard time bringing in the toilet paper and everybody's buying it up. So people are legitimately concerned about, you know, what if I don't have any? So I I went ahead and did some done did some research for you. Good. On uh, some some alternatives and substitutes you can use for your toilet paper. I can think of a lot of things. Oh, there's plenty. Time. That's why I'm not concerned about it. But obviously you have several several really obvious ones. The first one being baby wipes or any kind of like, you know, wet ones wipes. A sock. Let me work through these. Sorry. Baby wipes. If you have them, if you have any kind of wipes, that's obviously a great choice. Mm -hmm. A good clean feeling, just don't flush them. Most of these you're not going to want to flush because it will mess up your septic or sewer system. So pull you a trash can. Yeah, uh, have a designated trash can for your... uh, Biohazard. Number two. <laughs> uh, so wipes are a great option. Obviously, if you have more money and, uh, and are interested in this, a bidet, uh, very popular in Japan, uh, which I will go in and describe it. It's like a water fountain for your butt. Yeah. I have never tried one, but I am willing to try it once. I would try it at least once. Uh, I believe it would provide a thorough clean. This is also similar to getting in the shower after a nice deuce. Um, okay. Next is paper towels. Uh, I did see something that said you could take a full roll of paper towels, cut it right in the right in half, and it would be about the length of uh, of a roll of of TP. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't flush that though. That is one thing you don't want to flush. Next is rags. You could uh, use different rags and bleach them, wash them, and bleach, and they would stay clean. Uh, unma- if- unmatched socks. Logan yeah. already alluded to it. You can start with the unmatched ones that get lost in the dryer and move your way toward the matched ones if you have to. And here's the thing I want to point out, Noah. And I know you can agree with me. When you scroll down Facebook, how many people do you see post, I'm selling clothes? Oh, plenty. I don't need these anymore. I'm selling them. Look in the comments. Yeah. Posting a thread of my clothes. Yeah. See, buy, the their, buy their clothes and wipe your booty. Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, well, don't buy. Keep it for yourself. Oh, don't sell your clothes and wipe your booty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next, you can cut those things up and have plenty enough toilet paper. Next is something that, uh, you know, I, I've heard some of the uh, older people talk about before. And, and it was, you know, before the time in, in, in the country areas that before you had bathrooms in your house you had an outhouse or an outbuilding mm-hmm. uh, and I have used one yeah Logan actually has one on his property <laughs> I do uh, and but I have... I, I, that's not the only working to- toilet no, that, I have but, but in, in hard times I've he could just it. walk take a little hike down there mm-hmm. but so people before uh, running water and bathrooms in, in houses mm-hmm. had outbuildings mm-hmm. and there wasn't really like a toilet paper I guess they, they used you know paper sales paper Yep. Uh, specifically, someone told me the Sears sale, sales paper. Wonder why? Uh, I don't know. I, I, guess I think it was just like, like in the bathroom. But uh, any any kind of paper magazine, they said the slick side uh, was the best side to use. Uh, you could use any paper, uh, newspaper, literally any kind of paper, and it may not feel the best, but it should get the job done. And I will say, if you are not involved in nature and you do not know a lot of things about the outdoors, I do not suggest using leaves. Especially if you don't know what poison ivy looks like. <laughs> yeah. Because we have talked about that before. Uh, eating poison ivy. Yeah. And I, I'm, 
I don't think wiping with it's a good idea either. No, I really don't. But this this last option, Logan, uh, really surprised me. Mm-hmm. And it is, uh, it's rope. Is it really? Mm-hmm. I, I, I actually, I there's, one, there's another one. Okay. I'll talk about the rope first. But okay. rope uh, was talking about how old sailors and pirates before there was a toilet paper, uh, they used rope and they would fray the end of it kind of like a it describes it as a brush uh-huh. and dip it down in the ocean and pull it back up and, and use that and then just drop it back down in the ocean off the right. side of the ship uh, so obviously not the most comfortable option uh, but if you think of it as a maybe like a brush maybe it'll make you feel better yeah uh and the last option that i accidentally almost forgot about is a sponge really? and it was actually used in ancient rome and the royals would clean their nether regions with a sponge on a stick mm. and more specifically there there was actually a communal sponge on a stick that was reused can i ask what you do if you accidentally slip while wiping it's in a stick you can't ask oh you, there's no asking back to the no it, i'm not answering the question okay sorry it's up to you <laughs> um but you know sponge on a stick is kind of like that's disgusting but if you're honestly hard up enough and you have a sponge on your sink, use it and just throw it away after. Yeah. So there's plenty, plenty of different ways uh, that I can think of. That That's why I don't worry about it. That's one of, that's like several of many ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, if you look it up, there's so many ways online, but just use your brain and you can think of enough. So my thing is to everybody... No need, no need at all to hoard all the toilet paper. For that matter, I would figure you would be grabbing the Kleenexes. Yeah, grab the Kleenexes, all the paper towels. I mean, I was in the grocery store uh, today, mm-hmm. and I walked down the uh, cleaning aisle because uh, I was with my mom, and we needed some, some Swiffer mop pads. Mm-hmm. And, and on one side was where the paper towels were, and it was, I mean, it wasn't full, but there was plenty. Mm-hmm. And I looked over where the toilet paper should be and there's nothing there was nothing i figured so noah with all this coronavirus stuff going around and all these places out of school and you want to distance yourself from everybody okay that gets challenging for the kids the younger ones especially hey, it's um, challenging for me honestly yeah, well there's i know it is for you do. but there's still work for me but that's okay well i'm i'm uh, on the job hunt if you want to hire me for something uh <laughs> Please message our know. please message our Facebook page. Okay. Uh, I am unemployed. Yeah. Okay. And that's okay, Noah. For a but, while. But Noah, here's some things that you can do Me? since you are unemployed. And as well as all the other kids out there, if you have nothing to do, number one Or okay. adults. Adults can participate as well. You uh, don't have to be a kid. Yeah, you don't have to be a kid. You can be just a kid at heart. Okay? From age eight to eighty eight. Okay. Why just eighty eight? What if Betty White It sounded good. good. Or something like that. From ages 0 to 99. Just say forever, okay? You can do it whenever you want to, Noah. All ages. Okay, there you go. But the number one thing is just get out in nature, okay? You, you Whether you don't have any woods or, you know, you just have a small backyard, let your kids go out and play, okay? Lay in a hammock. Yeah. It, do, you know, it's today's the first day of spring. The day we're recording this is the first day of spring, so weather is on the up and up. Go outside. Mm-hmm. Go for I, a walk. I do agree with that. So, what I want to talk about, Noah, is they want you to do a balancing beam, okay? This can be kind of challenging if um, 
you pick the wrong uh, stick. Beam. <laughs> yeah, beam. Um, so if you have some woods around your area and there's fallen trees, allow your kids to go climb around. Enjoy themselves. Because staying inside does get boring after a while, especially when they can't go see their friends and things like that. Another thing, Noah, and I, I know that I, me and you would do this personally, um, would be to make an obstacle course or something, shoot trick shots inside the house, even. Maybe we should, maybe we should like make a video and of some stuff that you all can do at home uh, with with your kids or as your adults. Yeah, uh, of stuff to do. So you know, all you need to do indoor trick shot, uh, trick shocks, trick socks. <laughs> that 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 does play a factor here in just a second. Uh, for these trick shots, you all you need is a sock. Roll it up in a ball like you do when you fold it, okay? Or if you you know if you do fold it that way, I do. Um, put them. I do too. I just wanted to let you know. Okay, thanks. I, I appreciate that. But anyway, all you need is to fold those over and get you a plastic cup. That's all you need, and place it around the house. And, you know, try to see how many times. It's like golf, okay? Do a, do a certain particular par if you wanted to. Just think of new creative ideas that will allow your kids to get active because I know right now that, you know, they want you not to be around your friends, right, Noah? And, but I'm, I'm with my friend. <laughs> well, we're friends. Oh, no. But no. We'll, we'll just say it for the time being, okay? Okay. <laughs> so, so think of different ways that you can entertain your kids because I know uh, that... Just sitting around on video games or sitting around on your phone gets boring after a while, and you don't want to do it, and then they go crazy, and they have cabin fever. So get them out there, allow them to enjoy themselves, and, you know, there's many, many different things around the house um, that doesn't involve cleaning. Um, That's a good option, too, though. That is a good option. You can allow your kids to build a fort if they're young enough to do that. Or... If they're old enough, take them outside. If you have woods or wooded area, build a fort outside. Yeah, that's true, too. Try try to play survival since it's the apocalypse. Potentially. Potentially. Allegedly. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so Noah, that's my segment on um, fun ideas for your kids. So take them outside and also do a trick shots. I know that um, I enjoy watching Dude Perfect, and I have for a very, very long time. And I know that right now that they're doing a coronavirus-type... theme theme league and that you know they're doing a live stream every evening for like the next seven days and so it's fun enjoyable you don't have to have all the high-tech stuff that they have just think of things anything anything yeah Uh, but as always we end our show every episode with a quote of the day and i chose this quote from henry kissinger and henry old henry says "Uh, a diamond is just a chunk of coal that did well under pressure and Logan, I'm going to say that, you know, in this in this big, crazy, confusing world, we're all just a little chunk of coal. And that, you know, after everything plays out, we're, gonna, we're all going to be diamonds. Yeah, I do agree. So once all this happens, you know, we'll be able to brush this off. We'll all be better people. Uh, we'll all have a better understanding of how things work like this. And, you know, I think it will help us. And I have uh, a, a few things to leave you with. I want to tell you all to wash your hands. Yeah. We can't stress that enough. Wipe your butt. Yep. And share a podcast. Those yeah. Are, those are the three most important things you can do right now. I cannot guarantee that sharing our podcast will keep you from catching the coronavirus. No. But at least you'll be enjoying. But there's a chance it could. Yeah, it could. But Noah, I think that's the last thing you wanted to say. That's all I have to say. Okay. This is episode 12.
of The Last Word with Noah and Logan. So keep listening. Uh, We want you all to keep listening, keep sharing, and most importantly, stay safe. Yeah, that's the biggest thing right now, but we will catch you back on the next one. See ya. Ha, ha, ha.